This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to NL Hafta. I am Abhinandan Sekri. This is episode 225. We have on the panel today our editor in chief Madhu Trehan. Hi Madhu. Hello. Anand Vardhan who's been traveling here there who also wrote some pieces from his home state of Bihar. Hello. Where Raju was versus Lalu Yadav has been wiped out. So you must be quite happy. Who? Oh, you. Yes, yes. Some some matlab well, retribution. You don't like him. There I durust hai. You know yeah. I remember he said when Haan, he was a child. Pieces also. Manisha Pande. Hi. Who's and we have joining us all the way from China. You said who's and then you skip. Sorry, sorry. Who's <laughs> who's been looking for people in khan market or the khan market gang <coughs> you must watch that but i actually i didn't say that cuz i knew i was repeating it <laughs> okay. i had said that but who's show nuisance you must watch uh, because she's done a takedown on exit polls and uh, the results and joining us from china although my producer kartik in my document has written chennai but theek hai it has written chennai yaar why yeah, you written chennai oh. oh she's right now in china but she's from chennai aisa bolo na पता ही नहीं था मुझे सॉरी क्रिस्टीना हम थोड़ा स्लो है अपना अपटेक सो क्रिस्टीना टॉमस धनराज इज जॉइनिंग अस फ्रॉम चाइना बट शी इज फ्रॉम चेन्नई हाउ अबाउट दैट शी इज अ कंसल्टेंट फॉर वुमेन एंड माइनॉरिटी लेड इनिशिएटिव्स फोकसिंग ऑन सोशल जस्टिस सेल्फ डिटर्मिनेशन एंड कोलैबोरेटिव मॉडल्स ऑफ स्कॉलरशिप शी इज एन एडवाइजर एट दलित वुमेन फाइट एंड स्मैश बोर्ड एंड वॉज अ को ऑथर ऑफ दलित हिस्ट्री मंथ टाइमलाइन शी लिव्स एंड वर्क इन बीजिंग Christina you know why you're here because so many of our subscribers used to uh-huh. keep writing to us and say you should get Christina on your panel so we said no then kidding. we must no way. yeah yeah so so glad to have you so before we get Thank into this you. long discussion i hope you have over an hour because the hafta is a long drawn discussion i would just like to thank all the news laundry sena subscribers we filed about 50 ground reports during this election this was all contributed by 60 people out of you who contribute to NL Sena so we could send our reporters out and report thank you because without you journalism would die when the news subscriber pays the subscriber is served and when advertisers pay advertisers serve. so thank you for subscribing regarding our podcast many of you are trying to access our podcast through the app i repeat please do not try to either subscribe or access the hafta through the app our app has serious problems we are building it from bottom up and it'll take a while you can access the hafta from the podcast player on the website or the browser web browser or now you have a new, we also send it as a link in all the weekly newsletters to subscribers so you can also click on that link or you can just click on the hafta article on our homepage and this episode will be behind the paywall and also in case you want to give us money directly through uh, paypal you can send your contributions to prashant@newslaundry.com right so manisha what's on the news menu today a very exciting newsy week lok sabha election results were declared yesterday bjp won with a huge mandate and saw a vote surge from 17 to 22 crore it won about 303 seats nda totally cumulatively got 350 seats the congress was nowhere uh, they got around 52 seats uh, the bharatiya janata party has garnered 38.5% of the votes this time some of the important wins and losses i'd list for you rahul gandhi lost his amethi seat to smriti irani atishi marlena lost her um, east delhi seat in fact um, aap didn't win a single seat in delhi and aap and congress's collective vote share was less than bjp's hmm. ragav chadda also lost from south delhi pragya singh thakur shall enter parliament she's won from bhopal sambit patra has lost from puri 
कन्हैया कुमार लॉस फ्रॉम बेगूसराय गिरिराज सिंह वन बिजयंत पांडा वन फ्रॉम लॉस्ट फ्रॉम केंद्र प्रदा पिवट एट द लास्ट मिनट डिट क्वाइट वर्क आउट क्लियरली भगवंत मानदी ओनली आप लीडर टू हैव वन वन फ्रॉम संगरूर एंड हरदीप सिंह पुरी लॉस फ्रॉम अमृतसर हेमा मालिनी डिस्पाइट ऑल हर सिली एंटिक्स वाइल कैंपेनिंग वन फ्रॉम मथुरा हजबेंड सन ज्योतिरादित्य सिंधिया लॉस फ्रॉम गोना इनफैक्ट न्यूज लॉन्ड्री हैड एन एक्सेलेंट रिपोर्ट बाय प्रतीक दैट एक्चुअली स्पोक ऑफ हाउ सिंधिया हैड लेट डाउन द गुना कॉन्स्टिट्यूएंसी शशि थरूर वन फ्रॉम तिरुवंतपुरम सनी दियोल और एज अर्नबूद से सनी लियोनी वन फ्रॉम गुरदासपुर Mulayam Singh also won from Manipuri. Shatrugan Sinha lost, so his pivot also didn't really help him. The one really noteworthy thing uh, with the results was that BJP made inroads in West Bengal. TMC got 22 seats and BJP got 18. That's a huge inroad into West Bengal. Chandrababu Naidu has resigned as CM. Jagmohan Reddy is likely to take oath on May 30th. Naveen Patnaik is going to return to Odisha for the fifth time. and soon after the results modi ji said on twitter ki now you can take out the chokidar prefix from your twitter handle how we'll remain eternal chokidars but we don't need on twitter anymore ab mantri ban jayenge bachchu ab time aa gaya hai and a lot of global leaders of course congratulated modi putin called up uh, netanyahu put up a little video justin trudeau called up uh, imran khan tweeted and congratulated him and the, the, mohammed bin salman also called na ha he also called and then we had yeah a lot of people congratulated him Then of course there was the Modi's Kedarnath visit that had a lot of people fuming that they said this is out and out propaganda so yeah. he has silently managed to do even after the silent period managed to campaign <laughs> yeah and and I followed him around all the way to his cave that yeah, while picture he was became meditating. very controversial then uh, the election commission said that all most vv pats i think there was a one machine there was a discrepancy otherwise it was 100% match yeah. so i think that can be laid to rest that there yeah. is no vv pat and i think even if you had a slight doubt just by seeing who has won where by how much there is a genuine political rationale and logic to it yeah 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 so unless a combination of prashant kishore a high tech you know techie someone from the congress who can tell you which are our safe seats and someone who knows mm. the exact sat and figure out which machine has to go where i think it's completely impossible to uh, fix this through evms yeah then kejriwal claims that bjp wants to kill him they said no we just beat all seven of the candidates <laughs> like straight up and in fact they came third all their candidates they right? came yeah they were pretty much then there was the press conference that modi came and just he was there he attended amitsha's press conference he, he was, was just, just there for his looks he was just sitting next to amitsha and when anjana om kashyap asked him a question he said hum discipline maintain karte hain party president reply karein so yeah so he was so, there just yeah. for yeah. at glamour rahul gandhi mocked him saying showing up is half the battle and modi should be saying now yeah but the second so for the next the five years important. but anyway i i guess we can just say goodbye to press conferences i, I don't think he's going to give any press the conference next conference come wanna come <laughs> exit polls all of them got it right and two of them got them bang on so yeah. wow i mean yeah. i make fun yeah. of exit polls all the time and i yeah. think they're bullshit clearly i should just shut up <laughs> and in fact the access my india person he was crying on television because he said some of the dalal bula rahe the aur ye kar rahe the wagaira basically everyone cries on tv <laughs> that's just become the new thing bhai main itna everyone such a victim matlab ashutosh when he is talking to a girl whose father's died he starts crying i mean every anchor every this thing is crying or angry but but quite amazing even i was super skeptical and there were so many questions raised on the methodology which remain Yeah. I mean the methodology is still not that transparent but still to get that right and to stand by it like India Today did it's pretty cool. 
well, I mean, let's not forget the the three past opinion polls: Delhi, hmm. Karnataka, Bihar. Fucking everyone got them wrong. So suddenly getting one. Karnataka right. wasn't that wrong. What are you saying? India today got Karnataka wrong. State elections. No, no, I, I last don't know year. whether specific ones, but the state elections. No one. Everyone had predicted the BJP government coming back. Okay. The, uh, and then is, these guys got together. JDS and Congress. Bihar. Again, everybody got wrong. Delhi, everyone got spectacularly wrong. Ha, Delhi, yes, yes. Even Bihar, it was a prediction of the BJP. This thing, na? and then Lalu was the largest party, and Lalu and hmm. this one tied Fondant up. Alliance. So anyway, and then meanwhile, Anil Ambani and all these other guys, Adani, Ambani, Ajmani, Virwani, <laughs> have all withdrawn all their cases yeah, against. Curiously, Vaya. a day before the results, everyone just kind of wrapped up. I think to me, it's clear. Namo TV going off air immediately after election. These things being, it was all. part of a campaign which is why i think this election in fact i was having an argument at home with someone in the family who was saying that this is the first election fought in independent india where india has spoken so mm. one should not be too ki bhai what kind of a result is this so i was told that this is the first level playing field election i said mm. are you mad it's the first election at least i have covered seven elections that is not at all level playing field every institution including media is completely one sided anyway yeah, enough yeah. my rant and then yeah trump has been doing all sorts of joker giri in america it was very amusing uh, and i was like wow look at that country we are way ahead in at least decorum <laughs> so that's what we got but first before we get into exploring china and manchurian gobhi with christina uh, let's talk about the elections did everybody watch the speech we'll first talk about the speech and then we can talk about what happened in bihar you can give us a sort of vishleshan Anand can give us national vishleshan. vishleshan also. You can you give, can give Bihar. You can give us a vishleshan of your Bihar. TV news of Bihar to Devbhumi's with BJP. Madhu, you can give time. us the vishleshan of Khan Market. What happened? No, but uh, but did everybody watch Prime Minister Modi's speech after he won? Anand, did you? Manisha, did you? No, I all didn't. All forty watch. minutes. Okay, did you watch Not the speech? Not all forty minutes. I watched. No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, so Anand, what did you think of the speech? If you were to deconstruct the speech, what did you like? What did you not like? What was not worth commenting on and it was like it would be if anyone no you see there was some fatigue because he has been uh, making so many campaigning uh, tirelessly for say he has addressed more than 100 rallies hmm. so there was a fatigue in that normally he is more energetic than that hmm. uh, but uh, all this campaigning took its toll so uh, that was it and uh, it was a, rut- a routine pri- uh, speech thanksgiving speech that people give okay yeah. i mean i you're right he was tired but he was tired even last time because in fact his voice this time had that slight grating thing which which happens when you've been talking for a very long time for uh, but the one thing i liked in the speech was a he started off on a note of humility um but he ended on anything but humility and i'll just explain why that we have to build an inclusive bharat 130 crore hmm. um indians he kept saying that i think that was great and it it should kind of give a lot of people sucker who keep you know worrying about the divisiveness of modi so i think that was fantastic also um he started by saying hame vinamrata se swikar karna hai this mandate whether those who worked for us or didn't work for us we have to take everybody along i also like the point he made that there are just two castes now those who are poor and those who will help the country pull those people out of poverty there is no third so there were some fantastic points he made i thought uh, the one thing that i thought was a bit cringe inducing was his mocking the term secularism uh, even if he's saying he's only mocking those people who use it as a badge 
but it was clear mm. he was mocking the term then he i thought his little acknowledgement of demonetization was and he really stressed on this main koi bhi kaam bad niyat ya bad irade se nahi karunga shayad galti ho jaye yeah shayad galti ho jaye lekin mera irada bura nahi hoga aur niyat janboojh ke i won't try and like so i pretty cool thing to yeah, say yeah i thought that was very smart so he's planted it there and uh, of course two three things he just payload but when you're winning you can say anything people believe you He said no one has brought up corruption in the last five years. There has been no allegation of this that. I mean, they have. You know, it's not like that. But not co- compared to the yeah. Uh, but Congress, also no, but not he's personal saying, corruption. No, but he's right? saying On never him. since independence. Oh, okay. Like, like there have been other prime ministers who no have been. There have been no prime minister. Like I'm the first election hasn't fought when no one said anything. But it's not true. So, but that's you know when you win anything you say becomes true. Hmm. So those are the things. I think well, those he's are the right in the sense that nobody's. personally targeted him that he's made personal gain but that was for manmohan also in fact that was the biggest defense that manmohan ke dekho itni simple family hai uski you know daughter goes by auto rickshaw to du i mean there was that exactly but there some issues that did come up on manmohan not on his personal corruption personal never but he uh, obviously he was prime minister so he sat on like so a corrupt anyway government. so that was a speech so i thought it was quite good i mean all in all and but the one thing that i noticed was that throughout the speech other than acknowledging all the people who won across party lines he never uses the word hum it's always mai mai ye karunga mai aap logon ne mujhe chuna hai maine ye kiya phir maine bola his use of the word mai is so phenomenal and it's he's the centerpiece of everything i thought but that he, was very but interesting but he is the centerpiece of the selection i know but the point <laughs> the is the selection even, was all about yeah, modi sure i, I mean I, and he, to his credit he did really but like but we had an aunt uh, whose every sentence used to start with maji to kar diya so we named her maji <laughs> he's modi and he did actually i mean he did uh, he did thank all the karyakartas and workers in fact one thing yeah he did uh, he, right so, at the beginning i mean this is something lot of people guys do christina do you see this kind of in uh, chinese uh politicians do you see this kind of um what's not hubris but this kind of uh the swagger that indian swag, politicians have yeah, all indian is, politicians have a swag ki sara main dekho kaun hu does does do you see that in no, china I, is it a cultural thing i don't say that at all in my in my observation at least over the over the last uh, over the couple of years i wouldn't say that's the same kind of uh, feeling i get no Hmm. It's very it's very party party driven and it's it's a very unified sort of a voice that comes out. So you know it's interesting for journalists if you noticed uh, uh, the coverage of the Thai king hmm. when he was crowned uh, all the images of him wearing a crop top with a totally tattooed body with low slung jeans with underwear showing and his uh, now queen in little tiny shorts and a bra none of those images are available in Thailand and all those covering that event the coronation mm. the um, uh, bbc and cnn guys they themselves were very very careful that because there's a law there that if any negative news about yes, the royal about the family royal family you can't question you the cannot, king or something yes so you'll be jailed mm. and so when uh, the cnn anchors or the bbc anchor were asking questions the reporters based in thailand were extremely careful and simply said we cannot go there yeah because they were but then the, yeah, but there was also some case in thailand about some journalists being arrested for posting something i think on social media yeah, yeah i saw that Oh, so okay. Now tell me, um, when you uh, sure. this this um, Dalit History Month, yes, what is that timeline about? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, 
This started in the year uh, 2014, late 2014. Three of us came together, Tain Moli Sandhurajan, Mari Zwekmaitri and myself. And we wanted to essentially start a project that will also serve as a repository of everything that is Dalit, everything and anything that is Dalit history. Most of the literature that is out there, apart from those that are Dalit, um, apart from those that are autobiographical or biographical of Dalit people, most of the literature that's out there is, is Savarna authored. Hmm. So we wanted to create something that would be completely Dalit-led and Dalit-authored and something that's based out of Dalit scholarship. And so we got together and we essentially created categories um, out of all the information that was available to us, both from social media as well as from our own families. Hmm. That could be, you know, politicians, movements, women, Dalit people in sports, in cinema, in popular culture, uh, the atrocities that has happened, the kind of resolutions that have been passed internationally as well as nationally. So we wanted to, we, we came up with these categories and we essentially compiled all of that information onto a timeline and which was freely available for anyone and everyone. And um, this we launched in April 2015, April being Baba Saheb's birth, birth month. Mm. And so that was, uh, that was, that is being celebrated as a Dalit history month now. And uh, in, when we launched it, we launched it in North America, but also on, in, in the US, but also on social media. Every day we would write, you know, um, lengthy posts about a person or an atrocity or a movement or a resolution. And then that would get, that kind of started getting a lot of traction amongst people. And now what has happened is that Dalit History Month is not something that is done only by a few of us. Eventually, it just became something that... a big that, event, basically. Uh, allies, sorry? It's become a big event. Everybody's kind yeah, of... Yeah, it has. Yeah, that's right. And that's it's how a, we, we kind of imagined it to be. We wanted it to be a participatory project where everyone and anyone can participate in it and, and you know, offer their scholarships So as you have well. a website and, dedicated to this? Sorry? You have a website dedicated to all yes, that you... Yes, there is a website. Yes, there is a website. It's called DalitHistory.com. Dalit History... And all the other stuff, also the other posts that you you put that on, or it's this is just the stuff that you guys no, post. No, this is just the original timeline that we created, okay. and um, the the team in US is working on it even now. So there's been a lot of information that has been added to it from what we did in 2015. I so DalitHistory.com is the website. And uh, there's also the official handles on Twitter and uh, Facebook, which is at Dalit History Month. And that one of you three uh, handle, the three founders. That, that yeah. is something that's run by Thane Moli and team, yes. And right. that will have all of the social media posts. I see. Now, you know, over the last two or three episodes, I'm going to get into the election, you know, after this, uh, have a few emails. We've been discussing privilege and okay. acknowledging privilege and how it's internalized and how people are not even aware of it and... The reservation versus privilege, which is sometimes misconstrued as reservation versus merit, kind of, you know, warped kind of ideas. So we have a few emails from our subscribers who've written on this. So I'll just read a few of them and then the panel can tell us what they think. So this one is actually just a general appreciation letter. This is from Ashutosh. Hi team, I'm writing this email on the eve of the election result and not sure who's going to form the government. I guess NDA. Just want to thank you guys for all the hard work you've done till now and will keep doing for many more years. Also want to remind our fellow news laundry audiences about democracy. 
democracy is not only elections or governments democracy lives each and every day in each of us to make democracy live and thrive please help the news it's the fourth pillar and in my view the most important one so subscribe to independent media like news laundry and keep democracy running thanks ashu thank you ashu you've written a mail basically just plugging us that's very sweet of you thanks appreciate this now this is from sagar sagar says this is in response to what manisha said actually sagar what you've written is not a response to manisha said this is what madhu had said so i'll let madhu answer this is in response to what manisha said about changes in the abortion law in alabama if i recall correctly she responded to the change in the law as something ineffective as one can simply go to the other states and get an abortion and it being only a bus ride away so that part became a discussion on the implementation of loopholes rather than a comment on the apparent mindset or something more deep which i expect news line to discuss like you did with why indian media would question an ir rather than the pm that may have led to such a law being made in the first place i don't think something that basic and personal as a decision should ever be an interstate bus ride away from a citizen again this may not be her overall stand but that's how it sounded in the discussion by the way last week's news was superb i don't understand what does he mean he he's saying that it's not he's as sure she can take a bus ride but such a decision should not be a bus ride away this should be your decision no matter where you are from it should be your right yeah so it's like it's like he's saying like we did not discuss manishankar is nonsensical utterances we discussed why does the media question him he is nobody rather than discuss the pm similarly saying that one can take a bus and doesn't get into the meat of it so he's just saying that but he's saying that may not so be he overall wanted, stand uh, well i guess he wants us to discuss whether it is a woman's conceptually, right conceptually yeah is that law is so that that's all he was asking yeah. conceptually is that your overall i i would picture? doubt very much that would come up as a subject for us because i can't see any of us and i'm presuming hmm. being anti abortion hmm you know yeah. so it's not a, a when it's a christian view more than anything else mm. the catholic church's view mm. and uh, and that perspective in america is also coming from a christian view yeah. so i don't think that, that that i think the reason why we didn't discuss it is because there's a Too obvious it's yeah it's a presumption that none of us would be anti abortion and for in india this was handled a long time ago sure you have a view on this christina no i mean i'm i'm completely pro choice it's it's I think I think Manisha is right Manisha right yeah I think mm. she's absolutely right yeah Okay um so now this is the bit about privilege that we've discussed I think in 3 haftas now this is the fourth Arvind Nagalia says dear news laundry in hafta 224 and in recent podcast before it as well there have been some discussions on caste privilege and caste based reservations while I totally agree on the logic of SC ST reservations I'm not so sure about OBC reservations I have read falling over backwards by Arun Shori against them and would like to know more especially from those who support OBC reservations. Can you do a deep dive on this topic comparing SCST reservations OBC reservations and reservations on the basis of economically weak like the NDA has done? Also please avoid discussing nonsensical provocative utterances of our political leaders or minimize time devoted to discussing those pearls of wisdom. Love your work. Then how will we laugh? do think we should keep out guests like mahato nakvi bhagat as they are shallow that's not nice ha huh. arvind sorry that's not nice you say i'm not going to read the rest of the sentence but i i it's it's <laughs> they're censoring they are guests they are guests free speech they, you can say that about us but not about our guests i just don't think that's fair about our guests i mean sure say that about you know anyone here the in house team and then dheeraj goes on to talk about privilege again and and dheeraj you know has written a very long email almost 700 words we'll publish it dheeraj but i can't read the whole thing but what he says is that liberals will always enforce the idea that we should look after 
those who are marginalized he says i'm not one of them neither am i someone who doesn't acknowledge my privilege and what dheeraj is saying is he's from a backward caste and his family moved to uae and he's bearing the fruits of that privilege of his father moving to the uae and earning enough money to send him to a school so he goes on to say that i mean in some ways rather rudely and he acknowledges that like what, what, i mean i'll just quote one of the things he says is if ambedkar and martin luther king would not take a stand for dalits and african americans thing would remain the same more or less and he says that's that's right he says i i understand that but at the same time many of the uh, you know um, support structures built for those who are marginalized they don't use it and then they say that there is nothing for us hmm. uh, so i'm not sure you know why you think that people don't use whatever are the uh, are the support systems given because to correct historical wrongs but he seems to suggest after one generation if you have access to education and you have access to jobs and you can't snap out of it it's your own fault and not that of so he means like the second generation shouldn't get yeah uh, he says that's it so that okay. it's that simple i don't think it's that simple i'd like to know christina's view because you've done a lot of work on this well to be very honest i haven't done a lot of work on this but i'm pretty tired because this is the kind of question that pretty much everybody asks and no one seems to get the basic point that you know none of the problems get solved in one generation mm. a and two there's something called as an intergenerational deficit we are talking about a 2000 year old oppression like what kind of deficit would that have created and how can one generation completely uh, remove all of that deficit Hmm. it's absolutely impossible right and we don't talk about social stigma at all we are only talking about economics and we are talking about if you get a job and if you have money everything is done no i mean even if you do have an even if you are doing better off economically what about social stigma what about networks i mean hmm. we those of us who have been part of this modern world know very well that most of us get into jobs get to promotions you know basically we live our lives by virtue of our networks and we have zero social capital to start with and how can one generation completely satisfy that need or that or or meet that deficit i see um anand he also wants your view in fact i'll just quote what he says he says the problem is the mental block not privilege like the proverb you can take a horse to water but you can't make it drink a pop culture reference if i might add in gali boy the father keeps saying you will never make it people from our class never do and the rest is history i know the response from most of you most likely i will be bashed for being insensitive we won't bash you bro we discuss everything here uh why should we bash you bro i think you are being a little insensitive but anyway that's fine uh, uh i know that i wish to get a response from anand so yes if you have a podcast and need somebody to talk against privilege concept i would love to get in touch even though he's from a backward community he says so anand what is your view he says that there is enough support structures available through schools and other schemes in india and if you can't take advantage of those it's your own fault what how would you react to that he wants your view i may be more insensitive than him i see so but i am limiting myself to two three observations that net, uh, that uh, that the networking problems he was talking about um, maybe at see faces it at community level Hmm. but in individuals considered as privileged uh, normally privileged hmm. uh, just uh, through the caste lens 
may also face that so um i am so you're saying that you yeah. so you acknowledge not having that network but it's not limited to a cost you say yes okay yeah i have ne- never got a job anything without applying hmm. uh, or without uh, taking a test or interview hmm. uh, uh, though i no i am from the one of the so called privileged castes hmm. so which is that privileged caste i am a bhumihar bhumihar oh, i see okay okay so that is one thing so it is contextual not every high caste person has a network hmm. for, for first thing uh, second was what was the question I um second he said that 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 not taking is there's enough structures there to take if you don't take advantage of that it's your own fault that's what he says and i think the the point no, he's making is no, that you can snap out of it in one generation which no, no, which no, uh, she, uh, christian she, has already she addressed was, uh, no it was uh, she was talking about uh, historical injustice so the historical compensation as she rightly said it, it is it will not come in one generation Hmm. and affirmative action would bring it uh, through s- centuries but it is um, not about jobs but representation more, more than representation also in positions of authority in public offices and some now uh, let us see that uh, it also among the economically privileged among the say uh the scheduled caste it their old critique is that that uh, it uh, gives a complacency cushion of complacency like in delhi university when i was a student all uh, my classmates who, who had a lot of number of attempts who were from scheduled castes and uh, so dalit students so they never uh, they never wanted a private job Hmm. they knew that they had a number of attempts at civil services and they tried till they were 33 34 35 they had money coming from scholarships from parents and they had uh, so unlike us they had uh, a more number of attempts hmm. upper age limit and they got into them uh, to so i think three three of them is an is officer one is in ips so they got into so the economically privileged among them could survive that but not all and that is so that means they had to have the resources to survive those years yes. of having no earning. so uh, so that is the uh, argument people give no that creamer jo kehta that uh, the benefits of reservation are cornered by the economically resourceful among the is that true christina does does it get cornered like that is what you have a view on that and then madhu you could come in after that i think that it is it is a perception that is there and i would see that as a perception that is typically given as a counter argument rather than it being actually true i mean how would you know if that's a fact or not if we if we don't have actual survey numbers if we don't know if that's that's really the truth it's just a counter argument and i would i would consider that as a counter argument only I because you saying we don't course, have the data I mean, of will, how many people actually do that no, no, i just Sorry. limited myself to experience. to to your my, experience my observations i in the beginning i said i have no data nothing right hmm. just my observations right. of, of my lived experiences hmm. i see okay and in my lived experiences uh, of I have no figures i think res- legislation reservations have made no dent 
in terms of social changes. The people who've been prejudiced uh, against the lower castes in some form, uh, their sudden acceptance into different Mainstream. layers of society has not happened. Hmm. And the prejudices in the rural areas is, has... They continue. They continue. Okay. So there's been no movement as such, no social movement or propaganda from the government or informing people on how important this social change is. This hasn't happened, uh, say, in the same way if you compare it to the family planning programs that Indira Gandhi had unleashed. Hmm. I'm not talking about Sanjay Gandhi's family programs. Hmm. I'm talking about the propaganda that she had right. unleashed, which was very successful. All that was very successful. Now, when there are changes like this required from a society, you can't expect people to change on their own. That has There has to be a concerted effort of education and movement on the ground so that people are informed that it is in, to their benefit also to change along with the laws and with the reservations and all that. So I think unless that happens... Uh, she, uh, Christina's right that of course it's not a one generational thing it's not even a two generational thing it could be a one generational thing if the uh, dissemination of information and was that aggressive was aggressive and, and people then it, it gets seeped into your consciousness that you know you're not supposed to be uh, going crazy if a shadow over Dalit falls on you or you have to wash the glasses 14 times or whatever you know all that stuff but I don't think that happens. I think it's still more, it's just a prejudice. I, I don't think those actual thing of washing or touching, it's just, it remains it happen, just a social it? prejudice. It's, uh, so, but sorry, uh, Manisha, but you want to come in? smaller towns, villages still, no? it does there happen. is still that thinking. It does happen. I had a woman working for me in Yeah, in you told Goa. me they won't allow it on yeah, this half She was giving yeah. her food, uh, giving the driver's food in newspaper. Right, because she didn't want Sorry, um, so, uh, yeah, Christina, you want to come in uh, before I move no, on to I the next? No, I wanted to ask a question, um, but do you still agree that affirmative action is like the most basic thing that a, govern that a government must man mandate? Uh, well, I do. I'm, yeah, I'm pro-reservation. Actually, we've discussed this in about four haftas, so most of the uh, listeners know our views. Uh, I'm pro-reservation, Manisha's mm. pro-reservation. I'm not sure about Anand. What was your position? You were ambivalent on it. Or you were 50-50. What were you? Oh, wait, wait. 50-50. And, and you? Although you're not a big fan of it. And Madhu? I am in favor of reservation only with support systems. Okay. There okay. has to be... The other ecosystem has to act with in, it. Say, for example, a student gets a, a admission in a particular college. And I've seen this happen successfully in, say, Bangalore Law School. Hmm. Seniors are put in charge of that student to bring him up to par through the years. On each subject, there's a different senior who's in charge of that. Hmm. And in Bangalore Law School, it has worked successfully hmm. that they've been able to break the barrier hmm. and the son of a construction laborer then is able to get a job in ICIC Bank in Bombay, live in a good flat and put all his siblings through school. Hmm. So unless you have that kind of support system ingrained in each reservation so that the, the, the people who are availing of the benefits are also brought up to par hmm. you can't just keep passing them and promoting them and giving them degrees just because of that and reservation and then not get jobs yeah. yes that's the, now you have no, they might you. even get jobs because of reservation again hmm. but they're not up to par you know, one thing in Indian Institutes of Technology that is IITs they have a bridge course hmm. so uh, students who are who get admission 
via reservation they are given uh, one year uh, additional course in physics mathematics and chemistry hmm. and uh, to uh, take to at par with other classmates but that's only the, in iits a, uh, that is a bridge course in iits i see and but no one else can uh, apply to that course no no only the students who have come through quota i see but suppose i want to apply to that and i'm not from quota i can't be a part of that course Yes, if you are weak, you can. I don't know that. But, but it's but designed for, specifically for. Uh, for okay. I and it means I think professors may send other who are perceived to be weak. I'm not I sure see. about. Okay, and uh, this is one. Also, Dhiraj had this observation on Modi's Shenpa. Now here, uh, you know, Dhiraj, there's a little bit of contradiction. I find. आपने अपने सवाल का जवाब आपने दूसरे part of the mail में दे दिया है. He says, "I'm going to rephrase some of what Madhu said. Modi Shenpa is not from his childhood, and this we're talking about. Madhu, you said that because he was pushed around, he's taking that badla out now. It's from two. He says it's not from his childhood. It's from 2002, 2013. He was hounded for 2002 till 2013. Whether it's right or wrong, that's a discussion for another day. No, but it's not either or. It can be both. Right, it can be both. He says my basis for this is Rajiv Sardesai's book on 2014 documents how Modi was the darling of NDTV before the 90s, and Rajiv's own words." कोई नहीं मिलता तो मोदी तो हैं पैनल के लिए हिज फैसिनेशन फॉर टेक एंड अदर्स इन द रूबरू इंटरव्यू विद राजीव शुक्ला वॉच एंड रीड बोथ दीज एंड यू विल रियलाइज दिस हिज फीलिंग ऑफ बिट्रियल एंड हिज डिसडेन फॉर जर्नलिस्ट इवन इन द प्रेसर बाय अमित शाह देवर क्वाइट अ फ्यू टाइम्स मोदी एक्सप्रेशन वॉज मॉर लाइक या वट एवर पर्सनली आई बिलीव दैट द ओल्ड यू ग्रो द ग्रेटर इज योर फीलिंग ऑफ बिट्रियल हैंस एक्सपेक्टिंग मोदी टू फोगेव एंड फोगेट इज अ टफ टास्क फॉर द रिकॉर्ड आई थिंक द सेपरेट सेक्शन ऑफ एन एल लेटर्स वॉज अ ग्रेट आइडिया गिव्स अ सब्सक्राइबर्स दैट वी हैव a feeling that we are getting special treatment so dheeraj just want to say one thing on the one hand i just find that you give modi such a long rope that even after becoming the most powerful man in the country for 5 years and having been one of the most powerful chief minister for another 15 years 20 years is not enough for him to get rid of his shenpa but one generation is enough to get rid of thousands of years of prejudice i think uh, there's a huge contradiction in how you approach both these things If you think the guy can't get over how he was treated for eight years between two thousand eight two to two thousand twelve or ten, and yet you expect people to shrug off centuries of yoke, just displays how you approach a thing. No, but he didn't compare that. No, but no, he's not comparing. The first part of his letter is one generation is enough to get rid of any feeling of. But yet, Modi, having been one of the most powerful men in India for twenty years, still can be petty about being betrayed. I don't see how you can believe both. Okay, I just want to move on to um, Bihar. Anand, what forty zero? Tell tell me, you went home to vote. He has a tired look on his face. The minute you say Bihar, oh Bihar. No, so, I think I poorly. I think UP and Bihar are both I, very I, important states. I think uh, I know. I think I. I that i was still thinking about those reservations i mm. think that uh, i was misquoted i mm. i was i'm i'm not against it so yeah you're not I, so you're pro reservation but yeah you still yeah, acknowledge its problems um, but i think there are contextual problems with it but okay. I, I, as a social policy affirmative action is the measure that the least that the government can do yes mm. yeah. now tell us about the election um Are we wrong in assuming that the Indian voter is very sympathetic and to someone who's been in jail? Like we thought, that once in jail, they're all bad. Like Indira Gandhi was forgiven because she was put in the lockup, and everyone gets forgiven. But Lalu clearly hasn't been forgiven. No, see, uh, 
बिहार आई थिंक देर वॉज अ जनरल ग्राउंड फील दैट इट कुड बी थर्टी फाइव फाइव थर्टी फाइव फोर एन डी ए एंड दिस आई थिंक लॉट ऑफ रिपोर्टिंग दैट वॉज डन फ्राम बिहार फॉर नेशनल मीडिया वॉज टू ए स्पाइस ऑफ द कॉन्टेस्ट द कॉन्टेस्ट विच पीपल वी आर नॉट इन कॉन्टेस्ट इन इन सम ऑफ द पीसेज आई रोट दैट आई वॉन्टेड टू राइट दैट ही इज विनिंग बट आई हेल्प माई सेल्फ बैक अदरवाइज आई वुड बी एक्यूज ऑफ क्रिएटिंग हवा फॉर सम वन और सो सो बट बट देर वेर क्लियर साइंस दैट सम वन इज लूजिंग सम वन इज विनिंग टेक फॉर एग्जाम्पल आई वेंट टू से बेगूसराय आफ्टर द पोल्स and uh, uh, i went there for a relative uh, a relative's wedding and uh, he took me to some villages and he said that there there was no contest giriraj was winning hmm. from day 1 and why the national media did all this star cast bollywood and this they got carried away or they spiced up the contest hmm. and uh, mr giriraj singh has won by f- more than 4 lakh votes Hmm. that is highest margin in this year uh, this year's pool in bihar so that was one thing now coming back to rjd i think uh, the family uh, um, two three things were clear that this was a lok sabha pool in which roads and electrification were not issues in bihar because mr nitish kumar is at now at a point where he has delivered this bihar has one of the best roads in the country are uh, you serious yes. are you just saying that because you're trying no. to show you bihar is a better no, than no. punjabis no 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 and that's historically proved <laughs> so uh, so to so so uh, uh, <laughs> i'm waiting him to to finish no so what i am saying is that uh, that that was not an issue second is that the uh, as i have also written in a piece now the idea of narendra modi is greater than narendra modi himself hmm. so uh, he is greater than the man himself and so, that's an inevitability uh, yeah, right so because uh, uh, he may be have many flaws in in policy implementation and this but the point is that now he has outgrown his own personality and mm. he has become an idea and the, uh, for national security and the thing is that the anti idea of modi is also modi people say that okay we are not happy with what he has done what they has done but uh, if they, uh, there is someone who can correct it it is modi not mr gandhi so like gabbar said so me gabbar ke qahar se sirf ek hi aadmi bacha sakta hai khud gabbar ha so so the anti idea of uh, the idea of modi is also modi so uh, so uh, even i uh, talked to rjd voters they said that on thing like the immediate contest of nas- national security modi has to be trusted though they voted though i don't know uh, so uh, and that uh, now the only seat on which rjd uh, no other upa candidate has won is in kishanganj hmm. that's the only seat uh, upa has and got and why is that it's a it's a muslim dominated area oh. but but even jdu was doing well he, he so uh, he, earlier he was uh, target uh, but there are other muslim uh, dominated areas also where nd has won like uh, not dominated but uh, a large section Sorry. of people oh. a, a large section of muslim like katihar arariya 
the Simanchal region basically. Now, uh, the broader social coalition that uh, and uh, uh, Mr. Amit Shah has been very generous. He gave five of the seats that BJP won last time to uh, JDU. So it was 17, 17, 16. So the broader social coalition that they made was upper castes uh, and non-Yadab uh, OBCs, the traditional vote bank of uh, BJP, plus other OBCs and Dalits and Mahadalits. Now, this social engineering that they consolidated was uh, a formidable alliance. One or two seats on which RJD was hoping was one is was in Vaishali, second was in Patliputra, Lalu's own daughter, um, Misha, she also lost by 40,000 votes. So the Muslim Yadav uh, combined that they wanted to consolidate on the basis of, say, playing Lalu's... Uh, jail term, victimhood card or something Did not that work out. didn't work out okay. because of the formidable uh, social alliance that they had worked. Governance is not an issue because the counter to it is... Also La not La governance because La they La already La tried Lalu, so it right. doesn't work. So, so what are your big takeaways, Manisha, from this election? Big takeaways? Yeah, okay. <laughs> any big takeaways. What, what, what do you think this election tells us? I think the most interesting thing which everyone's been talking about is the Uttar Pradesh results where they've got 62 seats despite a Mahagad Bandhan between SP and BSP. And again, there was the traditional thinking that the Dalit and Yadav vote will sort of all go to the Gad Bandhan and BJP will be stuck with some 30-35 seats. But it seems that uh, Dalits and Yadavs have voted for BJP out of you know the traditional sort of vote bank. I mean, they're, they're no longer just traditionally voting along caste lines. It appears so. One doesn't have the data. But I, I just, um, from a mint piece uh, highlights today, actually, that the BJP's vote share has gone up in constituencies with high SCST presence. So it that is quite interesting to see that if Dalits and OBCs are voting for Modi, not considering their, you know, uh, caste, not considering along caste lines, that's a very interesting trend. And um, of course, exit polls were super interesting this time because when access poll came up with the, the 360 figure, I was very skeptical and I think uh, they mm. got a lot of flack also on Twitter. Everyone was questioning their methodology and all that, but it turned out that they were correct. And actually, Anand's piece on exit polls notes that since 1980s, exit polls have uh, for Lok Sabha have got it right uh, the, about 97%. So... Right. But I mean, I also so clearly, like, uh, they at least get the trends right in some ways. Uh, hmm. okay. That was quite... Uh, anything that you found remarkable about this election, Christina? Well, deeply disappointed, of course, as you might have guessed. Hmm. But um, I'm still trying to process. But yesterday, after having gone through a range of emotions and after having had different kinds of conversations with friends and family... I think one thing for me is that this is, I have to accept. I think a lot of us who are very politicized and who are anti-BJP and who are pro-secularism will have to accept that this is a country, this is a Hindu country. And uh, it might seem like a, like an exaggerated viewpoint, but I do believe that after everything that has happened, after all the kinds of... Uh, after all the violence that we've seen, after the way demonetization has gone through, has gone about, and after having seen different kinds of failures, if a country can vote for a party such as this, a leader such as this, 
then it obviously says something that we've missed out earlier. And I think some of us who have been in this politicized have somehow assumed that, you know, everyone would see things the same way that we are, but that's not necessarily true. Hmm. And so it's important. It was important for me, or it seems important for me to accept the fact that this is a Hindu Rashtra and a, and a, and a huge percentage of Indian population wants to be affiliated to the Hindu identity and wants to be seen as Hindu. And uh, I think Manisha is right. People have not voted, voted along caste lines. I think people have, maybe this she did not mention, but I do believe that people have voted uh, across on religious lines. And I think because it's a Hindu majority country, we've elected a Hindu party. But just Ma- one uh, mm. comment. Yeah, we'll let Madhu give oh. her view and then we can come to and then I can give mine. And you have made major takeaways, Madhu. I'm asking... I can no, ask in the... What Christina says makes me extremely uncomfortable, so I don't mm. even want to address it. Mm. Calling it a Hindu country. Mm. You don't Hin- believe we are a Hindu, Hindu country? Hindu country. No, I don't. I will not believe it's a Hindu country. Mm. All right? No, but For if... me, the constitution mm. does not say it's a Hindu country. Mm. So I will not say it's a Hindu country. If one political party has won for whatever reasons, mm. um, in fact, I, I think the Hindutva platform was not used as extensively as it was in the last election. Hmm. Uh, other issues were, were uh, bandied about far more. So that's a separate issue. The main takeaway that I have got from this is that if, from this election is, that if Rahul Gandhi is still only offering to resign, the hmm. Congress party can just forget itself. And the mother is refusing. <laughs> so <laughs> he, sent his, he sent his resignation to Sonia Gandhi. Sonia said, I, I will not accept it. So when are they going to come to the reality that every political party cannot be the faction of one family who wants to maintain a legacy as a family concern. If the Congress party has to survive, they have to stop thinking that the only necessity for survival of the Congress party is a glue. Maybe you don't need a glue. Maybe you need to do what the BJP does is, you know, just farm out the people who did not work out well and try someone new and just let the best man win Mm. after all everybody does not get along in the BJP Mm. they they sort of seem to think that uh, uh, Congress uh, may if it's will get dissipated but BJP and then the best man wins or puts himself forward also I think like even the cadre would be enthused in Congress I think even they must be fed up to have this guy uninspiring person lead you how do you go from booth to booth asking for votes how do you like do that groundwork when you have someone like him. So I think if they get rid of him, they have a democratically elected next president. Exactly. Even the carders would feel okay. Yeah. You know, you need to Kuch start to and change them also. But if you've been gasitoing this <laughs> losing proposition for so long, <laughs> how long can people just pretend that they're keeping us together? It's Maybe you don't need to be together. What is this so, thing? Um, kind of sad for the Congress I think uh, this election that four or five big things, I think I've cracked how to win an election. Okay. So listen in, anyone who wants to win an election. A, it's like producing a film. Both Anand and I just looked away. It, it's like producing a film. You have to have a Salman Khan. If you don't have a Salman Khan, you don't have a film. Let's face it, a lot of what Modi talks is so cringe-inducing bullshit that fucking no one can get away with it. But if you're Salman Khan, you can get away with it. Like you can fly in the air, give three kicks and land and yet that you won't be detected because there are clouds and the radar. But... It's a very, I'm, I'm not joking, it's a very carefully cultivated that I'm a tough guy, no one can mess with me. The I'm a bichara like Arvind keeps logoing, that doesn't work. If you're a bichara, then stay home. 
if you can fight my battle then talk to me that is one thing that is the most important thing i think the candidate is dead hmm? your how good or bad is your candidate is irrelevant i think the most decent candidate that the bjp had which was hardeep puri lost in amritsar i think he is the most decent man the bjp has and pragya thakur won atishi lost gambhir won and okay you can say aap is nothing here but around the country there are enough like even the congress candidates who won are ah. the worst <laughs> karti chandram and the third thing is tharoor tai uh, tharoor is not so bad but nakul nath karti chandram these are not exactly people you say wow wow kya matlab jahan congress jeeti bhi aise nahi ki the decent candidates won the, the, i mean and and with jagan's victory 5 years ago the biggest thing everyone was jumping around was corruption 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 issues are like fashion bell bottom aayi bell bottom gayi baggies aayi baggies gayi if ish, corruption was an issue for the indian jagan could not have won i i don't know how much you know about that area i have shot extensively there christina and i have shot mm-hmm. at a time for a company which had very close ties to jagan's dad and i know that man went to jail <laughs> and our payment attack gayi thi kyunki humne they were making ports and all itni corruption hui wahan but he swept trs he swept so i think abhi agar hindutva ka fashion chala hai char panch saal baad iska opposite chalega no one even gives a shit about this that's what i think i think you have to understand what is the fashion and you have to make salman khan wear that fashion other than that there is nothing to this election acha ramu guha oh has God. tweeted that it is astonishing and i quote mm. it is astonishing that rahul gandhi has not yet resigned as congress president both self respect as well as political pragmatism demand that the congress elect a new leader but perhaps the congress has neither yeah but anyway uh, you were saying anand something see first uh, i am not uh, a believer in taking lot of messages from uh, an election mm. uh, so any election is not seminal mm. so but two three things that uh, what mr modi has done and all dominant parties do is that he has given different regions for different constituencies of voters to vote for mm, it's point. not it's not hindutva only if you are saying that hindutva uh, guided crores of voters to vote for him you are wrong and and if a political party makes that diagnosis it is destined to lose elections more elections 22 crores ha huh? so uh, you see if you visit uh, interiors here metropolitan comedians may make satire shows and mock him but his programs have now cutting across caste bar- barriers you don't cut just only basis of religion there there is a labharthi constituency the beneficiary constituency right. the lpg gas has the housing scheme and toilets and and, and with her, the kind of machinery that bjp has rss has they have made them understand that this is because of mr moon no that's also true yeah. if you see the whatsapp groups the kind so, of um, that and goes out and also if you go to the northeast where there is no religious card and i spoke to a few people from there highways. who do support him it's because no no it's not even highways it is there's no one they want some change the left mm. has failed for so long congress so it's not like they vote But, for modi because they identify with his hindutva mm. it's because of salman khan that's what i'm saying it is not hindutva but roads and connectivity uh, also so uh, infrastructure now his de- he, uh, the delivery mechanisms may be flawed but they trust him to even correct that 
hmm. not other people uh, first uh, second is of course the national security bjp uh, whatever people here think has the best claim on national security hmm. and uh, uh, balakot may also have uh, worked for it but even when the uh, pulwama happened modi was seen as the man of the moment who can do this they were not imagining any other one to execute balakot so uh, that is means whatever their opinion means what is the because elections are about people how people voted people in india 40% of them that is what elections are most of uh, m- many of the voters decisive enough to you to win an election think that he is the most valuable political resource to be in charge of the pmo and that's why he will be the prime minister hmm. now among all four five factors hindutva is also there because uh, it it is for a section of voters not all but a section so what i'm saying is offering different reasons for different voters to yeah, vote for him true. so uh, hindutva is a factor because there was always a political stress for a hindu interest in this country and in light of the appeasement politics the, the per, let us say perception of appeasement politics now uh, uh, people may not be knowing here may say for the in this election mr kanhaiya kumar in in begusrai local media reported that he uh, reached out to jamaat e islam for muslim support hmm. so uh, and many others things means he all uh, there is a fake news that his party has spread there is a fake news that his party has spread which was not reported here hmm. that uh, mr tanvir hasan has uh, uh, somehow backed out of the contest just two days before the election hmm. it was a big news there why didn't national media pick it up i don't know so what i am saying is that the among a section of voters among a section of modi voters the counter to that kind of appeasement has been a very solid uh, consolidation of pro hindutva vote that uh, that that is one section i am not ruling yeah. that out Huh. I broadly agree with Anand and I do think like 22 crore people we can't just from 17 to 22 crore it's increased we can't just label them all bigots and we can't just say hindutva is driving them though all of them may not have a problem with hindutva but they may not be the driving factors hmm. and I think schemes is very interesting now we've had many pieces today that are speaking about the sort of schemes that really reached out to people like ujwala the housing scheme the toilets and how toilet construction gave jobs to masons but i do think journalistically before this election modi uh, the critics of modi it was all about agrarian distress like modi was responsible for agrarian distress for farmer distress he was seen as insensitive to the poor this was the general narrative of critics it's really amazing that you missed such a big thing of i mean if there were these schemes that were working on ground and we know that they were now and you're talking about it now i'm a little surprised that modi critics didn't sort of factor this in yeah, if, but i mean that, maharashtra uh, is where reductionism to say that it was a hindutva election it wasn't i mean that could it, be because of pragya i mean i guess it's a bit exactly, of both there is a base but small maybe, element of it but the point is that the whole national election if you go across the thing there were other issues and and modi in his speeches did not speak of hindutva hmm. very well, one thing interesting anumeha yadav one of our reporters who's done series for us said that she was just saying yesterday that you know a regular voter this communal secular we guys discuss a lot but a regular voter in a village or a town doesn't really assess candidates always like ye communal hai ye secular hai they look at who's delivering what who's going to give him give but, them but you know there's I, no clear division for them slightly harsh that you know i think this is also also like a liberal escape 
लिबरल्स एस्केप टू दिस दैट ओ ये तो हिंदुत्व के हैं ये तो ऐसे हैं नहीं हिंदुत्व तो है देयर इज नो डाउट आई मीन देयर आर सम बट टू ब्रांड इट दिस इलेक्शन टू बी ब्रांडेड एज सच व्हेन यू सॉ द इश्यूज एंड व्हाट वाज ब्रॉट अप ड्यूरिंग द कैंपेन्स इफ यू लुक एट द पास्ट इलेक्शंस दैट कैंपेन्स दैट द बीजेपी हैज डन व्हिच डिड हैव अ लॉट ऑफ हिंदुत्व इन इट दिस वन डसंट एज कंपेयर्ड टू 20 वाज नॉट ब्रॉट अप नो एज कंपेयर्ड टू 2014 दिस डिड हैव लेस देयर इज नो डाउट क्रिस्टिना कम इन एंड देन वी विल जस्ट मूव ऑन टू द नेक्स्ट या two things that i wanted to add a um, when i said that this this is a hindu country that we need to accept i was not saying a prescriptive statement it was more of a descriptive defeated sort of a sort of hmm. a response maybe knee jerk but hopefully you know uh, with more visibility coming in things might improve but i right now i'm driven to think that hindutva was the driving factor secondly i think even if modi did not speak about hindutva in his speeches we have all of his party leaders doing the work for him we have pragya doing that work we have several other people doing that work and nobody can deny the fact that bjp has the perception of a hindu party so we can't quite you know separate that perception from this election simply because he did not speak about hindutva in his speeches thirdly i think we have to give affiliation schemes all of this i mean it happens with every government every government will will have its own schemes and every other government will be partly successful and partly not so successful in those schemes and there'll be sections of people who will be benefited and there'll be sections of people who will be completely disappointed with the schemes but i i don't think we can underestimate the power that affiliation or 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 the talk of affiliation has and how people feel affiliated and at home with this hindu identity and probably that's what's driving them because i'm definitely lost and i really don't get how something like this could happen even after all that we have seen these past 5 years sure. you know what hmm. i'm saying is that he gave different regions for different voters for all voters that was not important hindutva yeah. no that that's and, true and, that point and, was made and bjp does not consider hindutva as a liability as a liability that is one of their self definitions of the kind of political discourse they want to set hmm. so uh, and, and they have found a political space for it that was available in india from a long time it needed a political catharsis they are the engine now for yeah. that now uh, uh, second thing is i think congress also worked uh, played into their hands by m- making them available the turf they wanted they made it a referendum kind thing by coining these terms like chokidar chod hai so uh, uh, now a large number of indians uh, uh, at least modi admirers or who, who are lo- large number of indians don't buy this theory and the f- even floating voters don't buy this theory that he is personally corrupt so the chokidar chod hai Uh, I think this quaintness uh, of this phrase backfired. Although I will say that there was nothing they could do. I mean, we can keep saying this backfired, but it's not like they could go after individual candidates. Like I've said, individual candidates didn't matter in this election, and that, in fact, has been written by many analysts, yeah, including those of BJP. And Modi, in his speech, आप ये समझिए जब आप वोट डाल रहे हैं वो सीधा मुझे आ रहा है. He said that in every speech of his that dude, the candidate is irrelevant. You are voting for me. He has. He made that very clear. But then, should the opposition have had a face? Speech, then, huh, so I'll just finish. Uh, so I think that is. So they had no choice but to attack him. They could not start saying a candidate ta bhadda hai. It didn't matter. Because candidate to was just a pipeline to get the vote to him. Or present an alternative so, to Modi. Budin, exactly. No? So you have to have. A, that's what I'm saying. You have to have a Salman Khan. That's what I'm saying. This, you cannot. Okay, fine. You want to laugh at? 
you have to have a super modi is a very carefully crafted image he's not this spontaneous guy who walks into that whole jimmy jib shot as he walks i will take care of you ye hai jab tak main hu koi to main chhu nahi sakta you have he is a larger than life image i mean photographs of of him are sold in mountains yeah like with rudra ka avatar hai nobody has had that kind of persona since indira gandhi and the second thing is of course it's true that everyone who votes for modi is not a bigot it's like so many people voted obama voted trump they didn't suddenly become overnight racists but to have a party and a machinery move for you like modi does you have to have a base that is very committed and for your committed base you have to pander to your committed base if today modi decides to play mr secular nice guy he will have nobody managing his booths people vote for modi day in and day out and that is his base and his base loves godse his base thinks godse is a hero his base is not they're not just not embarrassed of pragya they want pragya and that base is someone he will never piss off so in that sense i think it's completely true it's a hindu party because without hindutva he has no base there's nothing there's no one working they for him they don't think it is a liability you may think so they don't think so that's what i'm saying no no so that is clear. that's why that's why he doesn't mm-hmm. that's why he has to pander to his base mm-hmm. they, if he doesn't pander to his base there'll be no one working for him at the booth level who works for modi at the booth level i mean my family does uh, you know vote for uh, they have my family have members who vote for modi but they're not going around running whatsapp groups and sitting at at the booth but for aap there are middle class people sitting at the booth na aap you read any article banaras mein kaun kar raha hai wohi kar rahe na jo kehte hain god se hero hai it's not just they don't think it's a liability no, no, without it's, that it's there is true. no modi that is wrong everyone i i i have seen say in many districts in bihar everyone is not that kind of frenzied in that people means people easily say that on twitter everyone betting for mr modi is a troll paid troll no that's wrong and that, not that, everyone that, but, that, no, but that's not what i'm saying no. but that's not what i'm saying what I mean, i'm what, saying but what's he rebutting not what i'm saying what i am saying is that everyone is not frenzied everyone uh, say campaigning for mr modi is not that who's saying that that's not what i'm saying no, you said let me explain no, you said but that he's every, telling me what i'm saying na i but that i'm saying the base what constitutes the base of the party is not everyone anand what's your point i'm saying that it, 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 he has crafted a broader social coalition a part of it uh, is hardline hindutva a part of it is soft hindutva a part of different it, shades of uh, hindutva a part of it uh, is indifferent to this and that's it but what abhinandan saying is the core support is from okay, a hardcore I mean, it's, it's not complicated dude what used to be mayawati's base let me tell you what is mayawati's base or what used to be what was her base was her base like baniya brahmin i mean she could try that social engineering but what was mayawati's base even in delhi go to ambedkar nagar that's her base your yamuna pushta aslam is not her base Every party has a base, dude. I mean, yeah. it's no, and also the strangely, though, we are saying something that he, I am saying in different words. Mm. <laughs> I am saying the same thing. And But also, the VHP RSS support and the organizational uh, capacities is not small. It's huge, exactly. It's Congress the best. cannot compete. Christina, one question I have in Tamil Nadu, considering it was revolutionary in the sense of what Periyar did there, no one could quite pull off anywhere in the country. And if I may say so. although you know ambedkar was one of the you know biggest reformers of modern india politically the dent that periyar made nobody made 
on caste lines in our country not in the north not in the south nowhere but today do you think the dmk and the aia dmk are do they represent that entire caste structure that periyar wanted to break or have they abandoned that altogether or are they successful is that one of the reasons modi can never come into tamil nadu and they had the most dismal show in tamil nadu just can you share your thoughts on that sure sure um this is just my personal opinion it's quite possible that this is not the um, actual opinion of other tamils but a i'll first answer your um, the question about admk versus dmk although we would like to believe that they are parties who still carry their ideology admk stands for uh, um, anna dravida munnetra kalaham and um, dmk stands for adi dravida munnetra kalaham right hmm. so both of those are both of these are very dravidian parties i mean they had they were created from a very ideological point from ideology is their very strong basis for their creation and for their existence so but i don't think it it kind of extends even now because if that were the case an admk would not be you know making alliances with bjp i think right now they need to be seen as political parties who are playing politics and who would do everything and anything to get get into get powerful positions right so i would i am more comfortable perceiving them as political parties who have a sort of an ideological uh, origin but need not necessarily have that as part of their political work or uh, you know following through their through their political existence coming to your second question the reason as to why this is not happening i would like to believe that the people of tamil nadu are still having an ideological sort of thinking i would like to believe that they are they are they are deeply secular in mindset not necessarily anti caste because caste is something that still exists in tamil nadu and we have many examples of atrocities to to tell us that you know caste has not escaped tamil nadu despite it being the land of periyar but on a religious front i think tamil nadu people are relatively most secular although they do have their own religious practices personally and everything but when it comes to their political allegiance i think they are more secular and i would like to believe that that's the ideology that's that's stopping bjp from entering the state i see so what do you do in china i'm so, so uh, christina what I, is it i work for a i work for a multinational company here abhinandan i see i work as a government relations advisor i see so are you a indian citizen or chinese citizen I'm an Indian citizen. Okay, I'm just working here for the Chinese government. For... No, I'm working for the company, but then um, the company also has something called as a government relations team, and I'm part of that team. Hmm. So you like it there? What's it like? I've never been to China. Oh, okay. So um, Beijing is very interesting in many ways, but the but the thing that I like the most is the food. Oh, okay. really? Food is to die for. Yeah, I mean Chinese food is amazing, actually. Even here, momo, momo haka noodle. We are used to. Momo, you have momo, ha, momo haka noodle, chicken. No, no. Manchurian. <laughs> I don't think anyone's. Gobi anyone Manchurian. Knows what momos are here? I don't think momos Momo's exist Tibetan. here. I think we have more like dumplings and bows uh, and stuff like that. Momos are more Indian Chinese, I think. You you get Gobi Manchurian. No, there's nothing called as Gobi Manchurian in Beijing. What Manchurian do you get? Do you get anything Manchurian? <laughs> no, I don't think I've never had Manchurian here. But isn't Manchuria in China? <laughs> Where is Manchuria? I don't know geography. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Is there? Everyone's laughing at me, but even they don't know Manchuria. Does anyone know Manchuria? I'm checking. Manchuria is 
in Japanese. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> okay, let's move it's on quickly. First, it's a name first used in 17th century by Japanese people to refer to large geographic regions in Northeast Asia. No one asked you so much detail also. I am just going to read bits of two emails and get final comments, recommendations and wind up. So do think of if you have anything to add. This email, okay. Irfan, your mail is 560 words, so I won't read the whole thing. Irfan has spoken about the burqa ban that you spoke about last week, I think. So I'll just quote this bit. I thoroughly enjoyed the NL Hafta with Chetan Bhagat, especially discussion on the burqa ban. It became even more interesting as there is a recent controversy here in the UK. He's a doctor in the UK, by the way. Where a doctor has been suspended for asking a mother to remove her, her niqab for the consultation as he couldn't hear properly what she was saying with regard to her ailing child. We in the medical fraternity think that this is an unusually harsh decision by the GMC, Medical Regulating Authority of UK. It will be interesting to see what is the outcome of the inquiry and I shall keep you updated. But overall, as a Muslim, I believe that the Muslim community has to bring in radical reforms from within and the niqab ban is a good start. So he actually is in favor of a niqab being banned uh, even as a Muslim. So, and meanwhile, he has also elaborated that he says the siege mentality of Muslim has to change. But at the same time, the generalization of all Muslims being threatened by mainstream media uh, is also a problem. And uh, he says, and this is where news houses like yours come in to present and rectify the skewed views. Then I again quote something he says, the lack of health facilities in India is appalling, which unfortunately is never an election issue. Comparing this to the UK where NHS issue can make or break an elected government makes me think there is certain lack of maturity among the Indian electorate. He says NL is doing a fantastic job. He loves our podcasts. And uh, yeah, so thank you for your views. Uh, we will publish the full email so those can of our listeners who want to hear your f- read your full views on the burqa niqab ban can read it. Then Vivek Tripathi has written 1,500 words. Vivek bhai, thank you so much for your very long mail. And I really appreciate that you have so eloquently kind of... I'll try to paraphrase what you've said and we can get everyone's views on that. But I can't possibly read like one and a half thousand words. Uh, he says, basically, he says he's kind of a, a Modi supporter. And he says, when Josie Joseph last time spoke about Modi being anti-intellectual, he says that's like when the right wing says anyone who doesn't agree with is anti-national. Uh, the liberals say whenever anyone doesn't agree with them, they're anti-intellectual. He says that is wrong. And this monopoly of, you know, who is intellectual is like the monopoly of the right wing saying who's a nationalist or who's, who's patriotic. Uh, and then he goes on to say that, yes, there is lots that's wrong with the RSS, but it is not stuck in time. He says he has, uh, he's, hasn't read the bunch of thoughts like I had advised, but he knows it's full of bigotry. Uh, he says in 1984, uh, BJP was a Gandhian party. It was talking about Sarvoda at that time and Congress was more Hindu than B- BJP. In fact, RSS supported Congress and not the BJP in that election. So BJP was not communal at that point. Congress was. So he says these are very fluid. We should not fix it that the BJP is the party of Hindus. And he says everyone can evolve as can the RSS. And Well, they did expunge those uh, bunch of thoughts, uh, certain passages from yes, bunch of thoughts so, on Muslims. So in fact, yes, Vivek is right. Certain parts of bunch of thoughts has been expunged. And I think that is a very welcome sign. Uh, I don't think it will happen in a decade. I still think many people who are of my age and older than me, who are actually the main power holders of RSS, have been brought up on the old bunch of thoughts. So I don't think that being expunged now will change anything. And they believe that. And then he goes on to say that he you can't justify lynchings, but too much is made of it. And as if that is all that there is in the BJP, it's they have been like embossed into this 
field which they are not it's fluid now and i'll just quote this one paragraph of your email vivek i can't read all the words it's too much he says of course these are my subjective opinion and i don't expect everyone to agree with it i'm not a blind follower of bjp either in 2013 i was a congress supporter and despite its scam i used to think that bjp is communal and congress is secular and if the bjp would come to power the country would be in chaos so better we should live with the congress corruption and stop bjp from coming later i got swayed by the modi wave and sabka saath sabka vikas and sitting on the fence since then at least i would like to believe that i am not a blind supporter i oppose bjp and rss on many issues such as sadhvi pragya's nomination garlanding of convicted criminal by jansena and i oppose every word to come out of the mouth of the likes of sakshi maharaj and anand hegde lastly everyone tries to rationalize the biases perhaps i am also trying to rationalize my biases in this mail thank you for bearing with me in the united states ps democrats were conservative and republicans will rebelled in the past now it's reversed so in fact uh, coming to your point christina see now vivek is is a very reasonable sounding and he's written to us in the past fence sitter and he has moved on either side of the fence so you know that the the hindu thing is like i said it's just the base not every voter in fact i'd say majority i don't have any data i'd, I'd say majority of the bjp voter is not voting for the religion in my view maybe not like we we've discussed this i mean they may I not mean, be hindutva but they don't have a problem you, per se with hindutva either if you move around the country so when you come back after moving around the country after 20 25 days there are say millions of facts and there billions of vivek you'll meet i uh, know what i am saying there are millions of facts and millions of people and millions of things happening i think uh, you cannot survive without being selective Hmm. journalism cannot sur- survive because there are Kya for, for every incident there are 400 counter incidents hmm. and uh, what does media cover even if not even a fraction of it Correct. you will find examples for every argument you make any kind of argument okay. you make and he's made two more points madhu one is he's uh, disagreed with josie joseph i quote anti intellectual remark from modi is just like bjp and its supporters remark of anti national and he's gone on to say that My each word in the mail was uttered with utmost politeness. I respect Josie Joseph. I read his book a few months ago and I liked it. So no disrespect. But Madhu is best. Okay. And then he goes on to reprimand me, saying I unnecessarily make fun of Shekhar Gupta, while Shekhar Gupta did talk about how he was a good friend of uh, the Jet Airways chairman. But Narej Goel, that was more out of transparency. Later on, he went to critique Jet Airways very fairly. He says Abhinandan just makes fun of him. It's not fair because that that wasn't all he did. He did four or five videos of of. The, I know you thing. seem to have an obsession with him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know Get why. Actually, I really like Shekhar Gupta's cut the clutter. I mm. do think it's really watchable, and he does sometimes really simplify things. Did you say among what? the older crowd, like his what? Cut the clutter. Mm. That's his show. Video explainers that he does. Some of them are quite fun. Vidhi says. criticism of nl hafta promoting book she says basically we are getting too many authors just to promote their book the guests say good things about nl and you promote their book without even reading them feels like you scratch my back i scratch yours as far as the news of the week yeah, is concerned yeah what do we get out of it yeah there's no scratch your back and it's after having spent a major portion of hafta on on <laughs> discussing a book you get him we got him any you aren't left with any time to discuss the news so he says please get them in interviews but on hafta don't get these writers who are there to promote their book well actually it's a good time to talk to them and we talk about other stuff also but there's not enough i mean there's not enough for a full interview unless that you know we do an atish tasir or a meher or a book so yeah that's why i i just think it's a good time to get someone on the show that's my view and i'll end with one last mail but before that can i have everybody's recommendations and last thoughts please 
let's start with our guest Krishna then we'll let you go cuz you have to go any recommendations or thoughts you want to share with your listeners last minute recommendations i just want to um, say that it's important for those of us who have who feel disappointed and are in despair that it's important for us to come together and stay together and think uh, strategically and also find ways to be more politically involved and also ask ourselves what is it that we want in terms of alternative politics what is it that we want in terms of for the uh, in terms of future for this country and not just the future for some of us but for everyone and not necessarily just those of us who are so politically uh, informed but also those who are aren't and how it is important for them to exist as people as well right and I any it's, any reading it's material just that time and any reading Sorry? article any article book film you want to recommend i have one book recommendation which is sister citizen by melissa v perry hmm. um this is a book that's written for black women but i think it's an important read for those of us who consider ourselves in the same political state as that of black women i think it's it's a good book to read and it's definitely a a great work of nonfiction and if you were to recommend one bit of writing of dr ambedkar what would it be i'm asking for myself fast okay that one and that's that's the one you'd recommend okay definitely definitely a must read okay thank you christina for joining us have a good day thank enjoy you so your much chicken for manchurian bye everyone bye your recommendation anand i think uh, today uh, i just received a book which is relevant today for because of these elections also and uh, because it's a vacuum there is a vacuum on this subject uh, almost a vacuum so shopendas gupta has written a book uh, on the political beliefs of the right and it has released today it is it has been published by penguin it is awakening bharat mata political beliefs of the right so we should so, invite him for the next so, time yeah we should get so uh, i think uh, when you go to universities uh, like when you are an undergraduate or a postgraduate you don't find conservative political thought as a part of the syllabus mm. so uh, unlike the um, say british or american universities where you find michael locksort or say burk uh, um, and many influential thinkers so the organized uh, conservative political thought in in indian political thinking now he has made an effort to organize it and this is a book what i little i have read now it has released today only just read to and he's been missing from the news channels 10 15 pages i have read second uh, it is also an extension of a series of lectures that he gave at uh, king's college oxford university so it was a three part lecture series on which he had dwelt on the same subject i think he has uh, somehow extended it and produced a book on it okay madhu your recommendation uh well i finished the book on uh, kushna kushna inc greed corruption and ambition and whatever uh it's an extraordinary story actually and um, so when you read about the kind of nepotism and lack of consciousness of ethics and rules uh, in this white house administration it uh, i it may it pales to what happens in india actually 
so and how they've gotten away it reminds me of what happened with dom with uh, during the bush era with uh, dick cheney and donald rumsfeld and there's a good documentary on donald rumsfeld also which is worth watching about this issue and this administration seems to be completely oblivious is an attitude of rules are for other people and it's basically like you put a builder in india in charge of any organization and a builder will basically is trained to dodge the rules hmm. and and build walls and 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 however you want to get the job done you get it done regardless of rules and ethics and all that so that's a bit of an eye opener on how far uh, they've gone in in just ignoring rules and which is related to foreign policy related to the middle east which counters anything that the american uh, foreign policy has been doing in the past related to russia and related to um the middle east and related to israel so it's quite amazing how everything has been flouted for personal gain for personal profit and the second one that i would recommend is a fascinating article uh, it's in fortune magazine called inside google civil war it's a rather long piece almost enough to make a little book hmm. uh but it's amazing that how uh, google's employees have organized uh, around the world walkouts because of the way google handled um ha- sexual harassment charges yeah, or mishandled rather manisha um so one piece in array uh, by mamlesh tiwari it's uh, his the piece his headline is i'm a modi supporter in a media office watching the ultimate liberal meltdown it's quite funny he says i'm a right wing voice in an office overflowing with liberals much like swapandas gupta on ndtv debates uh, so i thought it was really funnily written i would recommend hartosh's piece uh, in the caravan also the hindutva nation and its discontent and hartosh has also written for the new york times Okay, I haven't read that. In an editor, and I think because we have discussed so much about election, one piece in News Laundry that we carried during elections was an interview with a professor in Gujarat who kind of really simply like explained what was wrong with the opposition. I think we could read that interview again. My recommendation is this phenomenal piece, and it just blew my mind. It's on Wire. It's at Sangam Pilgrims and Boatmen claim surge in Modi wave. It's written by Jawed Liak, like L A I Q. It was published on the 11th of May so that's well before the election before the polling got over and I'm blown away that how accurate he is in predicting not just Modi all India wave but what's going to happen in uh, Telangana uh, what's going to happen in you know Odisha and how bang on this is he says I have been visiting Sangam as a political pilgrim since 1977 and he says the best people to tell you how who's going to win are the boatmen you spend enough time with them and they will tell you who will win where that's like the cab driver thing journalists also talk to enough no, cab dude, drivers and no this is a, no this is a lot <laughs> more fascinating than that yeah? because okay. it's not just you go to the, 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 here you go opposite the, the, noida wala jo nala hai wahan ka boatman the boatman of this place okay. because they get pilgrims from all over uh, from tamil nadu from and mm. pilgrims don't come in ones or twos like bus loads come and depending on the bus loads that they talk to they don't talk to five or 10 people These boatmen are ferrying hundreds of people yeah. every week. It's fascinating and how accurate it is blew my mind. Sounds like a great piece. It really is. Mm. On that note before I leave you with a song and this song is going to be dedicated to the new parliamentarians who've joined. By the way can I please ask a panel before I read the goodbye letter from one of our subscribers tell me two people who you're very happy with who won and two you're very happy with who lost. And I I'm not going to You don't have any such do you have any such Anand? Huh? Two people who you're thrilled who won. and two people who you are very unthrilled who won are you do you have madhu doesn't have any such 
यार यू गो फर्स्ट नो आई हैव वन बट आई विल नॉट से प्रज्ञा से इट नो कम ऑन यार डोंट लेव नॉट बिकॉज आई वॉन्टेड हिम टू विन बट आई वॉन्टेड बीजेपी that how how does it matter what you and do in life it doesn't incentivize the party to then feel exactly someone to feel good yeah. people and it's so interesting today of... they've cancelled uh, ed's asked for the cancellation of robert wadra's bail low okay <laughs> chalo very good okay on that note i'm going to leave you with the song that is dedicated to all our new parliamentarians like sunny bitta chhodna mat sabko patak ke rakh dena beta ha ha papa anyway so this email comes from It's a very anguished email from Aditya Ranganathan who's a postdoctoral researcher Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology at Harvard University which is our least qualified panelist aren't we all postdoctorals you're not plebs only masters <laughs> i'm just about ba pass but we by chance se ho gaya dear bhanathan and anil hafta team the last couple of days and the entire campaign season has left a liberal minded hindu like me feeling defeated and voiceless If in 2014 we could console ourselves that aspirations of the nation got Modi the mandate, this time the people have voted for outright hate and bigotry. As you may notice, Aditya, that is not everybody on the panel agrees with you on that. But anyway, the bullying of liberal voice on social media by the chokidars and the openly fawning narrative of the legacy media towards the ruling party has left news laundry as the only sane outlet for me to consume my news from you. Thank you so much, but I completely agree with you on the falling narrative of legacy media. It's nauseating. Your voices. a soothing reminders of what india stands for for people like me from what i expect from public discourse one that is critical yet respectful the next 5 years will be tougher if the previous 5 were anything to go by maybe it'll be easier because we are used to it by now however as a privileged liberal citizen who isn't as boisterous as the right wing we have the responsibility of speaking up for the less privileged and trusted upon us for a long time i would not express my political opinions respectful of other person's opinion and almost shy of a disagreement I now realize that I and others of my ilk who almost feel that the only way of being democratic is to let the other people have their say are a huge part of this whole radicalization of the Hindu society. The buffer zone in our society has a huge void now. In the battle between radical for those times ideas of Dr. Ambedkar and the loony fringe of the Mahasabha wouldn't have ended in our constitution had it not been for the buffering voices who were also Hindu elites. 
Currently, the acceptable non-fringe Hindu is missing from the political space, where everybody has to prove their so-called Hindu credentials. Atisha's Atishi's case, for example, to stay relevant. I feel broken and feel like I've lost when I see someone like Atishi losing a parliamentary seat while Sadhvi gets it. Also, to add the long list of centrist definitions on the hafta, most self-proclaimed centrists are lopsidedly soft on the right. The arguments are heavily based on drawing false equivalences and masked disdainful bigotry towards minorities. For instance, the reason one needs to strive harder to protect minority interests in a large nation like India with numerous fault lines is the sheer number of the majority means that they would never really be in any threat with or without a framework. The same cannot be said about minorities. The centrists conveniently miss this point. There is no real centre in most issues, as Abhinandan has said before. Also, in their attempt to play the centrists, they often miss the truth of the issues. The most honest position is mostly never the centre. I would like to end this rather chaotic and not even coherent email thanking NL <laughs> and the Hafta team for keeping the hope of good reporting alive. If you had a role to play in the lead up to 2019, you have an even bigger role to keep this democratic framework that is on life support alive. We all owe it to those countrymen who want sanity to prevail. Also, special thanks to Manisha and Meghnath for enduring the torture of likes of Argo and RSS and reviewing it. <laughs> I started to think, what would their version 2.0 look like? Can it get any more Seriously, fawning? Seriously, this is the only thing I was thinking that, you know, like, I, it would have been nice to have UPA so that it would have been fun to say, now, Navika, what will she say about Congress? Now that they cannot say the previous government's failure are responsible, it only gets tougher for them. Thanks again to the NL team. You've earned my support for the next five years as well. Keep going and keep honest journalism alive in these times of despair. My idea of India lives on through these voices. Thank you, Aditya. We hope you we really can read it with emotion get and the passion. I know if, if the <laughs> r- if listeners could just see all your arm motions, yeah. it's like Modi giving a speech. <laughs> you were giving a speech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he used to call it um, my signature, my take. Uh, my take. Ed- editor's take. Uh, editor's take. And he signs and under it also. Correct. <laughs> okay. so I just thought it was so heartfelt and so. I mean to say you that were so I'm, moved ke bilkul bhashan for ke the next five years I'll give you my subscription this was your I was moment like, what a uh, Abhinandan this was your speech moment this was my speech moment your and state I, of the union address and I made the most of it and before going Teresa May has resigned as prime minister expected uh, rather okay, humiliating there were pictures of her with tears in her eyes in the car and we shall leave you all with this song enjoy take the country to greater heights and may debate prevail एक मोड़ आया मैं उठ दिल छोड़ आया एक मोड़ आया मैं उठ दिल All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Music